0: Today's episode is one of my favorites. Many women are used to tracking their cycles simply to know when they're going to get their period. You are going to hear from Brianna Villegas today. She's a cycle-syncing coach who helps high-achieving women create an optimized day based on their cycles, and she helps you avoid burnout by doing this. If you've never heard of cycle syncing, I can promise that you are going to think very differently about your period after listening in today. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks keep your sanity in check, So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast, episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama, ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hi, Brianna. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on today. I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time.
1: Oh, me too. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) So um, let's talk about what you do. And um, I do want to talk about the fact that you were homeschooled all the way up through high school as well, which I know is not as common. Most people, like I know my older daughter is now in school and um, i If for high school, and I know mm-hmm. most people get really nervous about the high school years, especially. So, I'd love to hear briefly your experience being homeschooled all the way up until college.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to share about that. So, um, yeah, my parents were kind of in that first wave of like, we're going to homeschool our kids, and it was still kind of new at the time when they started. Um, I do come from. of a conservative Christian background so I think some of that influenced their decision of wanting to you know kind of be in charge of education and what we were learning at the time um and I mean their method of doing it was they got a curriculum and you know we kind of went through that I think they used the abeka uh curriculum and so I think that in and of itself was in a way felt a lot like school, right? You kind of just go through your lesson and, and all of that. But what was really cool for me was being able to do things at my own pace. Um, Cause even then it was, it was still self-motivated, self-driven. I'm the second of five kids. So my mom wasn't like sitting there, you know, yes. teaching me actively, right? There were a lot of us. So, and then we were also being one of the older siblings, you know, teaching, and helping with the younger siblings with their lessons so a lot of responsibility there um and ultimately just like the intentionality that they brought to it and opening our eyes to you can do things in a different order you can do things in a different way that I think has really shaped kind of the way I've gone through my life since then
0: that's really cool yeah it's it's so it's so I must I know for my older daughters it can be hard because they want the attention, you know, and mm-hmm. they're, they just had to learn, you know, as the other ones came, the little ones came along that they, they kind of get pushed into this, like they have to be self-motivated in order to, you know, to,
1: yeah. And I think it alone
0: a lot more just by default, because the little ones are needier, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. And it definitely was interesting to see. Cause also being one of the older ones, I saw how it worked for each of my siblings and, different personalities came out. Um, so me and my older brother were homeschooled through high school, but then my younger siblings, they ended up putting them in school, um, for high school. And then I think my youngest brother was in elementary school, like things shifted over the years. Um, and some of that was like due to their personalities and like we had moved to a new state. So it's like, okay, we're starting fresh. And so, you know, different priorities kind of came at different times. Um, but, I can definitely see differences too in each of us. Like my youngest brother who went into school earliest, like his approach to learning is very different from the rest of us. And Uh so it's been interesting to see that because we are sort of kind of far apart. So my youngest brother, he's nine years younger than me. So I kind of watched a lot of it. It's like you, you had a, such a different childhood than I did. I love talking to people because
0: I wasn't homeschooled at all. So I love hearing from other adults that were homeschooled all the way. I love to hear as I've heard some stories of people not loving it. And now in your case, you, you liked it, you enjoyed it. So I think it, I like hearing that different perspectives. And I know that's important for I, a homeschool mom to kind of see what comes on the other side. You know, what will your, mm-hmm. what will my children actually you know, be when they grow up, what will they, you know, will they enjoy this or will they think this is <laughs> a nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Okay. So let's, let's talk about what you do. I'd love to hear about, I know you, you do, you talk about women's cycles, right. And yeah, managing so I, energy
1: and yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm a cycle syncing Coach. Um, So what my mission with that is to help women leverage their menstrual cycles to do more without all the burnout that especially as moms um, we experience and trying to do all the things all the time every day um, and ways that we can actually reconnect with our biological energy shifts to do those things in a way that isn't sacrificing our health and our relationships along the along the way
0: that's really cool. So can you give us an overview of the cycles cuz this is this is new I'm sure to to a lot of people. I only really heard about this a few months ago, but it it I've always been tracking my cycle um for years um kind of I guess kind of like just to know my body's signs and um, it's it's something that has helped me I I always recognized when I had more energy or like, but I don't necessarily think I've, I it clicked that it had to do with my cycle. I always thought it was food related. So mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of everything now. Like you, it's kind of like another tool to add exactly. into your toolbox. So can you just give us an overview of what? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Are? Yeah. And so when you mentioned tracking, that's such a good place to start because a lot of, women do track their cycles. They, or at least their periods, right. They want to know when that's coming and uh, mm-hmm. what comes with it. Um, but really when it, you're thinking about cycles, sinking and aligning your life to it, it's shifting from this focus on your period to when you ovulate and how the phases work around ovulation. Cause there's ultimately four phases of the menstrual cycle. And one of them is your period. So that's the menstrual phase. And that you know, can last like three to seven days, depending on the person. And then following that is what's called the follicular phase. And that's about seven to 10 days. And that's when um, hormone levels are pretty low. And we have the most energy at that point. And appetite is typically a little bit lower, um, lots of energy. And the mental energy is really like big picture. So it's the great time where you're having all these creative ideas, you're brainstorming, you're thinking about all the possibilities and what you can do. So you're, you know, signing up for challenges and you're like, Oh, let's get that new curriculum. You know, it's like, you have these great ideas at this point. And then after that mid cycle is the ovulatory phase that's shorter. So that's three to four days. And that's where your energy starts shifting outwards because you have this boost in estrogen as it peaks. And then also a boost of testosterone. That kind of contributes to you being more social, more communicative, and also better at problem solving. Hmm. And then as you flow from the ovulatory phase into luteal phase, which is the two weeks leading up to your period, um, that's when you have a kick, let me say, that's when progesterone starts to kick in. And during that phase, your appetite will go up. And your energy starts to shift towards being very detail oriented. This is when like the actual plan for how all of your big ideas are actually going to work, like what's feasible, what's realistic, what's the the steps to get this done, that energy kicks in. And one thing I think is helpful, especially for moms is to think of this phase as like a nesting phase, especially as you're getting ready to go into menstrual phase, which is more of like a hibernation winter phase where you're needing more rest and so your body kind of kicks into like what do we need to wrap up before we take time off before we Mm -hmm. slow down and then um, during the second week of luteal phase that's when like hormones are dropping off so that's when women will typically experience more cravings and more symptoms of PMS if they haven't been supporting their bodies across the way that's when that kind of picks up um, as you head into menstrual phase which is obviously when you're bleeding um, but that the energy there is really more intuitive. The two sides of your brain are actually the, the connection there is the strongest at that point. So you're really the most intuitive, which I think is such a key point and an important one for women to understand is like all of those things that come up around your period are very much in line with like your true self and your true like ideas about things it's just not the best time to communicate them and that's where we get in trouble right we try to have the conversations in that moment and they're not productive and it feels like people have reactions like you're hormonal or you're crazy or you're pmsing but really it's like the feelings there are ones to really be curious about and dig into and then save the conversation for the next week <laughs> that is that is amazing
0: this that i never have i never heard about it in this way that you know i i've always thought of like during your period, it's just a time to rest, right. And to, to, to give your body a chance to rest and relax, but it's true. Like, um, emotional, a lot of emotions tend to come up, but it's, it's, I think it's helping. It it might help to think of it as more of a positive thing. Like you have these ideas and you, you can Think more intuitively about something, yes. but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to act on it right at that moment. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, I think sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us, you know, around that time and it's, it, it's helpful to kind of just keep those emotions and sit with them and then use them at a different time
1: to to help us do whatever we need. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: and I often um, recommend that's a great time to, to journal and like take note of the things that are coming up. And especially if it's a bigger conversation, like if you're like feeling like you need to put your kids in school. Like that's a big shift. That's a big change to make. Like that might be a good thing to track over a couple months. Like, is this coming up every month that there's something not working here? Not necessarily like I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like let's just put them in school. You know, it's kind of like how to balance, find that balance across the month and help it inform your decision making as you go forward, but not feel like this emotion so big that I need to act on it in this moment. Hmm.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. I think I I tend to be very impulsive. Like when I have ideas, I'm like, I want to act on them because I just want to get it done, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, and I want to like create that change, but, um, I always have to be reminded to like slow down and, you know, you know, it's harder for me, I think to, Mm -hmm. to sit with something for months at a time, but sometimes that's important to really see, you know, where this is coming from. So um, and the other thing that I want to bring up is the whole craving issue, um, how you said in the phase where you have a lower appetite, what was that phase? That was the. So
1: lower appetite is follicular phase. So that's right after your period where you'll notice like you can eat smaller meals or you can eat the salad and feel better or feel like that gets you from, you know, lunch to dinner. hmm. But then after ovulation, so in the two weeks before your period, that's the luteal phase. That's when cravings usually hit because your appetite increases Um, your body. They say like on average between like 90 and to 250 more calories a day is what your body needs like baseline. So you actually do need more you calories, need more food.
0: Yeah, I've always looked at it as like, oh, uh, I just like. You know, I I looked at it as a negative thing. You know that I'm like so hungry around this time, and um, but you know what it ends up doing? I know for a lot of women, they end up binge eating during that time, Mm -hmm. and then guess what? Binge eating does makes you feel like crap. You know, and then it's like
1: it's just this whole spiral. (laughs) So yeah, exactly. And I think that's where having the information helps you actually plan ahead, where you can't eat that same salad that you ate the week before and expect that to get you you know, from lunch to dinner, because an hour later, you're going to be looking for the chips, looking for the chocolate, that thing to get you that quick hit. But if you can think beyond, you know, think ahead, you can start to incorporate foods that are actually going to sustain you. So that's a great time to add in extra complex carbs. So like sweet potatoes, starchy vegetables, things that are just going to give you that more sustained energy, and also not be afraid of snacks, but just thinking about like, these cravings are saying i'm actually hungry and then thinking about what's a set snack that's like got some protein got some healthy fats things that are going to be sustaining and not you know reaching for the chip bag
0: yeah that's really cool this this is like this is like a mind blowing episode this is um, this is like my favorite one so far <laughs> oh good um so okay the other thing i want to talk about is consistency because on instagram and my stories i was sharing about my constant struggle with consistency. And I haven't even shared this publicly because I'm afraid to share it publicly, but I feel like, um, God has just been working in me on this, this particular topic. So like my, my word for 2022, I'm, I'm sharing it here (laughs) is Mm -hmm. consistency, right? Because it's something that I just always have struggled with. And when I was sharing that my stories and you responded and you said, oh, that's actually something that many women struggle with. And just that alone made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I think when we're so busy and we're trying to implement something, we look at it as like, there's there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. because we can't do X, Y, Z. And then we just get all down and, you know, discouraged. But if there is some reason why, when what is the reason why women are typically more
1: inconsistent? I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. I definitely want to dig into that because even the way you're phrasing it is something that I definitely thought that's the way I thought about it, of feeling like, why am I less consistent than my husband who, we were just talking about this where he likes to try diets for fun. Like he'll just like, I'm going to do a whole 30 and he'll just like up and do it. And zero issues, zero mood issues, you know, he's fine. And then the next month he's like, let's do keto. And I'm like, no, <laughs> but you know, it's just like, things are just seem so easy. Um, but through this process and really like understanding how female bodies work is that it's not that we aren't consistent. It's that we find balance and consistency across a 28-day cycle, 28-to-30-day cycle, as opposed to in a 24-hour pattern. Because if you look at male hormone patterns, they have, it happens in a 24-hour clock, and it's tied to, like, the circadian rhythm. So that's, you know, the hormones that wake you up in the morning that tell you you're hungry, that help you fall asleep at night, and their hormone patterns follow that same thing. So they have high testosterone in the morning that starts to decline across the day. And then the next morning they start over. So when they come up with a plan to say like, all right, with my breakfast, I'm going to start taking my multivitamin. They can just do that every day because their energy is there every single day at the same time in the same way. Wow! But yeah. for women, that energy is happening. We have different energy from like week to week. And so when we start making goals, if you're not taking into account all of those energy shifts, you're going to be, you know, you'll have follicular week right after your period, high energy. You're like, I can do anything, and you're super consistent. And then two weeks later, you know, you're really struggling to keep up with it. But it's just because your energy is in a different place. So it's like, how do you set goals with your actual self in mind?
0: Yeah. And that, too Like this podcast, for example, as I haven't, you know, on I'm launching in February, the podcast will be relaunched. And the last episode I did was in November. And mm-hmm. it's been a while, because I struggled with keeping it up. But I realized now, working with my cycle, I need to batch episodes and record mm-hmm. as much Absolutely. as possible during my high energy phase. Because I know that I'm going in like two weeks from now, I'm just going to be like not able to do it and just like really frustrated with everything. So taking Absolutely. advantage of that high energy time, like as a working mom and just putting things that you know you need to get done, but put them, put them on the schedule at a time when you know you need to get it done and you can do it.
1: You know, you don't want to like exactly. work against yourself, you know? So Exactly. And I think that's the thing. We fight ourselves so much because we're trying to fit into this 24 hour clock because that's what society is also built on, right? That's the nine to five work day. Like all of these things are set up because they ultimately were put in place by men just working when it felt good to work. Mm -hmm. And it's learning to say that it's okay for me to be different and it's okay for me to shift the way I work. And that's what I love. I think about you know, your audience of like homeschool moms, like these women are already thinking outside of the box. They're being intentional. They're saying I can do things differently and have that extra amount of control over their day and like their kids' education and all these things to say, why do we have to do math every single day? Hmm. Why do we have to do a science project every week? You know, it's like asking these questions of what if I'm Pinterest mom for one week out of the month And then we can put that on hold until next month. You know, it's, it's understanding that you can make these shifts to make, to show up the way that you want to show up, but in a way that feels good and is aligned with where you're actually at.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's like the same thing that I've talked about so many times, like the pressure that we put on ourselves to perform like the Mm -hmm. school system when you don't have to perform like the school system, you just, you know, it's a, even if you have a state that's like really strict with their homeschool laws, you don't have to do things like a school at all. And, mm-hmm. and that alone is so freeing it's, but, you know, to come to terms with what that actually looks like in everyone's life is going to be so different. So can you share more about what you do and, um, what, how, do, how can we work with you if
1: someone was interested? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of ways to kind of get into my world because um, I, I have a podcast and I have coaching services and I'm actually in the process of opening a waitlist for a mini course that's especially for women who are like, I just heard about this concept, I want to understand more, but aren't you know ready to fully jump in. Um, but need, need more details. But what I've actually done is created a page, especially for your listeners um, that will have ways. It'll be like a hub where they can connect with me on Instagram and everything like that. So I can send that to you to put in the show notes and I'll have That's everything great. there. Thank you. That's so great. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And I've got some freebies there too. Um, so one is to actually how to track your cycle um, so for women who have just been using an app for a long time or other methods, like just it breaks down the different ways to do it and how to know what phase you're in. And then um, I created a freebie just for your listeners to kind of start raising awareness of what's actually aligned with your cycle right now. What do you already do that feels good? And what are things that are misaligned so that you can start shifting those with your with your cycle?
0: Okay. Thank you. I will add all of that to the show notes for anyone to connect with you. Thanks again for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I am super excited to announce that my stress-free homeschooling class is back. This is my signature free web class that is going to help you get more clarity around your homeschool days And most importantly, give you the mindset and practical strategies you need so that you can truly enjoy your days at home. Stress comes out of us in so many different ways. Some of us shut down. Some of us freak out. Some of us give in to the stress. Some of us literally become a magnet for guilt. So if you're brand new to homeschooling, on the fence about beginning, or in the midst of it with a ton of guilt that you're barely teaching at all, or piling the work onto unhappy kids, you'll walk away from this class with more clarity around your homeschool choices. Your time with your kids is so precious. Homeschooling doesn't have to feel hard or that it's a burden. I'm going to teach you my signature sacred method to help you go from feeling frazzled to more free. You'll get more done in less time and with a clearer focus. This class is happening on Thursday, February 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern, right on Zoom. You can sign up at simplyfreeing.com slash S-F-H. That stands for Stress-Free Homeschooling. When you sign up, you'll get your workbook for the class so that you can take notes and most importantly, take action right away. I am so excited. I can't wait to see you there. I'll see you next time, friends.